Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service, which is already underway, and listen to the message. Move the Mission is a very important cause. And the reason we're here today is to celebrate and to kick off the momentum for Move the Mission. And um, I want to preach to you about that today and about some other topics. But I want you to take a few moments and think about what you want to purpose to give uh, this year. I don't want this to be just, okay, my church is going to give a certain amount of money, but I want to know what you're going to give this year. Uh, I I want you to think about that as we're ministering today. If you can afford a $100 pair of Nikes or a $50 pair of Reeboks or, I don't know, some Yeezys or something like that, uh, you can give to the kingdom of God. Uh, everybody in this room is richer than about 90% of the world. And you can give to the mission. Even if it's a dollar, you can sacrifice and give something to help move that mission. All right? All right. I'm, I'm just going to read one portion of scripture here. Um, Acts 1 and 8. We find a few verses before in Luke 24 and 49. Jesus tells them, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power. Everyone say power. Say it like a preacher. Power! There we go. There we go. I like that. Y'all got some preachers in the house, apparently. Uh, Kick your leg back and say, that was not good let's try that again ready one two three there you go power i like that that's my man up front i like you you're gonna preach after me endued with power from on high how many are thankful god gives us power amen amen he gives us power he commands them to tarry though he said you need to wait before the power comes Man, I feel like preaching just for the next little bit. He said, you need to wait before you receive power. And so many times, especially in this generation and the generations where it's TikToks that are 30 seconds long and we want everything instant. We want it to happen. We want it to move. But there's some times where, where God just wants us to wait and prove. We got to prove it before he'll give it the power. He said, I'm I'm going to give you the promise of potential things to come. Acts 1 and 8 says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. Everyone say witnesses. Unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. He said, you're going to move the mission." You're going to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ across the world and across the globe. But there's going to be some time where you're going to have to wait and you're going to need to prove it. And so I'm, I'm going to preach, uh, hopefully, just for the next short little bit about moving the mission. Move the mission. Let's lay our Bibles, our phones down, however we're accessing the word. And can we just lift our hands right now and ask the Lord to speak to us for the next few moments? Jesus, we love you. God, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be in your presence today. God, I pray that you would anoint us 
minister to us. God, I pray that you would speak to every person in this room. God, I pray that you would do a great work in this house all across section six. God, this great area, this great part of Ohio. God, I pray that you would bless, encourage, touch, and minister today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Why move the mission? Why move the mission? Uh, hopefully you've discussed in your youth groups and in your churches how you can invest and raise funds for this incredibly worthy cause that supports, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, and we are so grateful to be a part of the United, Church, United Pentecostal Church, in my opinion, no fund that you can give to to the, the North American or the global church of our organization goes further than a move the mission dollar. 60% goes to missional causes across the globe. 40% stays in Ohio. Can I tell you that we cannot and we physically could not have camp if it was not for your giving to move the mission. We could not have Bible quizzing. We got any Bible quizzers in the house in Cincinnati here in this area? Okay, yeah, there's about two, great. Um, we couldn't have midwinter, especially this year. Um, after about 600 people didn't, weren't able to come, we could not have moved the mission uh, events like this. We couldn't have midwinter. We couldn't have, when I tell you that there is nothing that can be done without move the mission that's because Move the Mission is what funds the Ohio youth, Ohio district youth, if I could just say it very plainly that way. Move the Mission does not just support in Ohio, and you all know that there are so many missional causes that we support uh, here in Ohio uh, in so many areas that Move the Mission gives to you. Pastor Lunsford's church is here and uh, love their church, get to go there almost once a year and go and preach there every year and kind of close out their Move the Mission uh, usually once about once a year and, and go help and, and help them do that. Can I tell you that their church raised or received a $25,000 grant from Move the Mission and just a few short years later now they are in the top five giving churches in all of Ohio. Because when you invest and move the mission, you're investing directly back into the church. You're investing directly back into churches in Ohio. You are investing directly back into churches all across the nation. And I could be the guy that uh, references those things. And I could be the guy that maybe would tell you a little bit about that, but I wish today that we could have some guest speakers. I'm probably the wrong person that could get up here and talk to you about Move the Mission. Probably somebody that would be better to talk about Move the Mission is a gentleman that lives in Venezuela or, or Ukraine or another country that is in turmoil and hunger and the very basics of life are scarce or maybe they live in Mexico where the drug war has thrown that country into chaos and violence and has become the norm or maybe they're from sub-Saharan Africa that where uh, she is just a minority of those who have not been infected by the AIDS virus or maybe it's a person who is destined for hell whose only eternal hope is for somebody to go into their foreign country and preach the gospel. I tell you when I preach 
preached to you about this move the mission and when I talk to you about this move the mission, I am not just coming up to you preaching to you trying to raise some funds so that we can have a cooler camp and we can have dodgeball at camp and we can have events. That is not what move the mission is for. But move the mission is to help further the gospel so that people that would never heard the gospel before can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I have anybody in the room that says, my life has been changed because of that precious gospel. Come on, is there anybody that says, I'm not the same, I'm not who I used to be because the gospel came into my life, the gospel was preached in my life. I remember as a young kid hearing people get up and preach about what was back then, she's for Christ. And I would say, well, that's just something that just people do. But I can tell you that it is so vitally important. Maybe it's the home missionary or the North American missionary that receives a grant like the Lunsfords that, that need funds to help purchase a property in the middle of sprawling metroplexes all across the United States. Or maybe it's a gentleman like Brother Jerry West who was receiving a $25,000 grant who is endeavoring to plant a church in Washington, D.C. And those funds are going to help him have purchase a mobile sound system to help him spread the gospel in our nation's capital. Can I tell you that every dollar that you give has a missional cause associated with it? When you support Move the Mission, it supports all over the globe. It also supports those that are uh, and the stories, the heartbreaking stories that I have heard from Tupelo Children's Mansion that these children come and are discarded by their parents for many different reasons and many different circumstances and they show up there with absolutely nothing but maybe the clothes on their backs if they're even usable many times that they're so fo- so infested with bugs and different things that they've even got to throw those out and we watch as children who have had a difficult life and difficult circumstances go and are adopted from that children's mansion and are given a better opportunity children that have no opportunity for growth and and have a difficult life in the most difficult of circumstances. Parents who are drug dealers who have been children that have been fed drugs since they were little children all of a sudden now are starting to go to church every week and they're being filled with the Holy Ghost and they're turning into Bible quizzers that are preaching the gospel and singing and leading worship. We have worship leaders in Ohio that are from Tupelo Children's Mansion. That's what Move the Mission does. Ohio, last year you gave an incredible and astounding $271,000. And if you're a pastor or a youth pastor here today, if I could just encourage you, if you would just, and you'll hear me at district conference say this, but youth pastors, if y'all would just tell us exactly what you're going to give, because Ohio would, gave about $280,000 last year, but we pledged two hundred and seventy-one. So if you tell me what you're going to tell us, what you're going to give, that would be great because we would have been the fifth largest church in the nation. Uh, if, if we would have been able to give what we brought in. I don't, I don't know any other state. I don't know any other youth presidents that their problem is they have more come in than what they get pledged. But that's how incredible Ohio is. That's an amazing thing. And uh, I watched as we had another record-breaking offering. Can I tell you that uh, as in my five years of youth president, being youth president, or six years of being youth president as youth president offerings, we have seen five the top five offerings ever given have been given over the last five years. Ohio is incredible. That's because you're giving. 
It's because you're invested in this. That's because you purpose it in your heart to give, to move the mission. But, and Pastor Anthony can attest to this, Ohio is not just meant to stay in the 200,000s. I believe with all of my heart that Ohio can be a $300,000 district for Move the Mission. Come on, you ought to clap your hands and say you agree with that. We can do it together. We can do that together. We can do it together. I remember five years ago, uh, me and you were about the only ones that believed that we could be a $300,000 district. They said, could you pick 254 first? (laughs) You remember that. But I believe that Ohio this year is going to have a record offering of breaking $300,000 to move the mission. Come on, can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise and believe that together? Find here, though, in our text as we kind of transition, that was my move the mission encouragement, and hopefully you want to get on board and support move the mission. We find in our text that Jesus sends there sends his followers to a place. He sends the promise of the Father upon them to be given power. This is very likely the place, the upper room, which is known as the cynical. And the cynical was very likely the same place that they had the Last Supper. Uh, I don't want to just preach. I'm not going to preach to you something that I uh, that is not 100% true. But other than to tell you, I, I, I find very strong biblical f- reference to say that this is the place that Jesus went many times. That when we find these people going to the upper room, it's very likely the same place that the Last Supper was performed. It was a place that they knew. It was a place that they were familiar with. There was 120 in that upper room. He promises the promise of potential things to come. You need to go and wait. You need to go and tarry. That's a King James Version word of saying you just need to wait a little bit. Everyone say wait a little bit. You just need to stay grounded for a few moments. You need to pause for a few moments and stay where you're at. Can I just call a time out? And, and, and talk to y'all for a few minutes here. Can I just, can, can Uncle Anthony talk to you for a couple seconds? We want a book of Acts experience, but we don't want to have a book of Acts waiting period. We want to have the power of God. But sometimes we forget that there's just moments that we've got to learn to wait some things out. Sometimes we want to jump and Say, well, I want to do this, or I want to do that, or I want to be on the praise team. And so Some of y'all probably looked up there and said, well, why can't I sing up there? Well, number one, you probably can't sing. If you can't sing, don't be on the praise team. Okay? That was a little joke. Sorry about that. I'm sure that y'all can sing beautifully. Except for most of you. Um... Hear me. God has given each of you a specific gift. You know how many times I was a youth pastor and I would hear people do this? Oh, Pastor Anthony, I don't know what I want to do for God. I don't know what I'm called to yet. Well, what do you like? 
Well, I really love to organize groups, and I'm, a, I'm an organized person. Well, guess what? That's the gift of administration. God's given you the gift to help you organize and plan things. So why don't you get with your pastor and say, hey, I want to help organize some youth nights. I want to help organize my follow-up for the youth group. Or Do we have a follow-up team for our youth group? I, if we don't, I'd love to be the person that organizes that and sets that up and reaches people. Hear me. God did not give you gifts by accident. The things that you love to do are not for your entertainment and for your enjoyment. God gave you those gifts so that you could pour them back into the kingdom. So what do you like to do? What are you good at? That's not just for your entertainment, but that's for you to invest back into the kingdom. I was an economy, or I was a a business major, and I took economics a lot. Does anybody have economics in school yet? Not home economics. I don't even know. Do they teach that anymore? Okay, economics is the study of business. If you want to boil down the study of business, you can boil it down to two things. What's up? Um, You can boil it down to two things. This is a very oversimplified version, but this is really what you can boil economics down to, the economic uh, uh, climate the economic thing. This is a very macro view. This is a huge view of this. But there's two things that you can boil it down to. Number one is you're either a consumer or you're a producer. You either consume and take or you produce and give. And the problem with the American church and I'm not here to, to be a doom and gloom. You all were amazing. Y'all are here on a Friday night in the middle of one of the most... Finally, we have some decent weather in Ohio. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all are here on one of the most beautiful nights of the year. You all are the one, y'all are the, are, are, are the, the cream of the crop, okay? But I'm going to preach some things here that I want to try to challenge you for. The problem with American, the American church is that American consumerism has slipped into it. And we think that because we've got to be fed every time we go to church, and we, and if we're not careful, we'll just sit in the room and it'll never spill out. Hear me, the book of Acts revival was never meant to stay in a room of 120 people. I don't care how good of a preacher Peter was. It was never meant to stay in that upper room, but it was meant to spill out into the streets. Hear me when I tell you this. It's not apostolic if it doesn't leave the room. And you've been given giftings and authority and power from God. Not so that you can sit and sing and hear good songs every Sunday. But you've been given those gifts so that you'll share those gifts with somebody that needs it. But American consumerism says, well, they didn't sing my song this week, so I'm not going to church next week. Well, my youth pastor didn't like my picture on Instagram, so I guess he doesn't care about me anymore. Trust me, I've seen some of y'all's pictures that you posted. You don't want me to like them things. Let's talk about it for the next few minutes. Let's go ahead. I'm just going to meddle in youth pastor for the next few minutes. I'm going to help some youth pastors in this room. I I have, in Zanesville... There's this place, I don't care to name the business because I don't like it. It's called Nico's Cleaners. And Nico's Cleaners has this big sign on the top of their entrance. It says, one hour dry cleaning. 
And if you're like me, I am a procrastinator. I procrastinate. I just think I'm going to do it. And then like two hours before, I'm like, oh, I got to do that. And their sign says one hour dry cleaning. So I'd take my stuff in there. I'd say I need this one hour dry cleaning. Pay the extra fee because, again, I'm just a procrastinator. And uh, pay the extra fee. And so finally I walked in there one day and laid some stuff down. I said, I've got to get this for a trip. It's a one-hour drive. And the lady looked at me with the nastiest face. <clears throat> you always do this. <laughs> I said, you come in here and make us rush last minute. And I said, well, it's 10 o'clock. I don't need it till 3. Your sign says one-hour dry cleaning. She said, well, we're just too busy to handle this today. you got to go find somewhere else. We can't serve you. you... <laughs> then why is it on your sign? <laughs> I'm a youth pastor right now a little bit and tell you, don't say that you're apostolic and post thirst traps for guys to want to look at them and like them. Don't say that you're, don't put it on your sign. If you don't believe it, you got to start acting like it. It's going to show. If you're apostolic, it's got to show on your Instagram posts. If you believe in Jesus, it's going to show in who you are when you're walking down the hallways of your school. Don't put it on your sign if you don't believe it. Participate. Do it. Don't say you're apostolic and sit on the back row every week during youth service. And make fun of the ones that worship. While you sit back and make fun of everybody else. Hear me. We got to get a righteous indignation in our youth groups that say, I don't care what somebody thinks about me. I don't care what the deadhead in the back row that shows up late and makes fun of everybody for worshiping is for. We got to start creating an environment in our youth groups that says, you want to be the cast out. You want to be the one that doesn't want to participate. You're going to be the one that's going to be ostracized. But as for me and my house, as for me and my youth group, we're going to worship. As for me and my church, I'm going to be the catalyst starter. I don't care if they sing my song every week or they never sing it again I want to build the kingdom I don't care what somebody thinks about me I know what it's like to go to camp and sit on the back row and everybody else is worried about what that back row those back row duds are going to think about them we got to create an environment where that Roll reverses and switches. Can you believe these guys? They're not even worshiping. Can you believe these guys? They didn't even show up to prayer meeting when the youth pastor called a prayer meeting for us to get a hold of God and see revival in our youth group. Can you believe that? We're gonna let's build something great. Let's build something powerful in our youth groups. Let's do something to where it starts in our youth groups where the pastor doesn't have to worry if we're gonna show up every week. Y'all ready? This all right? I'm sorry if I'm stepping on some toes, but I just... We, 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 we got to get to a place where we get out of the mindset of what can the church do for me, but what I can do for my church. What I can do to build the kingdom. They tarried in the book of Acts. They waited in the book of Acts. They stopped and they took a second and oh, I feel the Holy Ghost now again. And nothing was beneath them. They just were all there with one mind and in one accord. Hear me when I say this right now. Acts 2, 1 and 4. Uh, 
I'm, I'm not going to get to my message, but let's okay. Acts 2, 1, and, 1, through, Acts 2, 1, 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. Stop. That's not a Honda. That was a funny joke. Y'all missed it. <laughs> a Honda is a vehicle. Vehicles are things that you get in and drive. Matter of fact, you probably came in one here. Yes, a van is a vehicle. They were all with one accord and in one place. Ready? Before there was a book of Acts outpouring, there was book of Acts unity. Before there was a book of Acts miracle, before there was ever a church service, before there was ever a powerful outpouring, they were together in one mind and in one accord. And we're wondering sometimes when we're not seeing growth in our youth groups, it's because we got people causing division that that shouldn't do it. I've come to preach to some people in this room right now. You'll never see a miracle without apostolic ministry, without apostolic unity. You'll never see... I've come to preach to you right now. The culture of your youth group is so vitally important because that's what creates the residue and the experience for people to receive God's spirit. If they show up to a youth group that all they do is fight and argue and bicker and have infighting between one another, they're not going to feel the presence of God. But if they walk into a youth group where everybody's welcome, where nobody gets mad because somebody steals their seat or takes their attention from them, well, when they show up, they say, I feel so at peace at this place. I I feel so comfortable at this place. This place was made for me. No unity, no book of Acts. No unity, no spirit outpouring. Our youth groups have got to be unified more than ever before, especially in this culture in day and age where everybody wants to fight about every single little issue that gets posted on the internet and the news and we watch three second clips on Instagram and Facebook and we get so mad and fired up about some new thing that we're mad about this week and all we and then we are distracted from the purpose of reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ because we're so concerned about what's going on in the world today we're too busy getting engulfed with TikTok stars and their drama than we are about what He wants from me. I'm just here to be a reminder to you today. You've got to protect the unity in your youth group. Because the unity in your youth group and in your church is what allows it to grow. So here they are. Acts 2, chapter 1. You can leave it up there. We're just going to have a little Bible study with Pastor Anthony tonight. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven... As of a rushing mighty And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. All right. See, you can be unified, but you can be unified in the wrong thing. You can be unified, but if you're unified going and listening to music you shouldn't be listening to and hanging out in the park and you know listening to, listening to stuff you shouldn't listen to and talking about TV shows you shouldn't even be putting on in your home and all of a sudden you start getting unified in stuff that was never meant for an apostolic person to get involved in you can be unified in the wrong thing you can be unified in carnality 
You can be unified in worldliness. You can be unified in consumerism. You can be unified in those things. Well, what's, what, 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 who's got the new outfit on this week? And who's going to make them jealous? Or who looks at me weird? Or, 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 you know, isn't it crazy? Somebody shows up in the same outfit that you have and you walk up to them and say, Oh, look, we match. But inside you're thinking, yeah, I bought it first. <laughs> she knows I have that outfit. Don't pretend like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all are busted in this house. I feel the Shekinah glory just came in this house. So there they are, sitting in one upper room, waiting for the mission to be moved. Waiting for the Spirit to move. Now hear me. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. I want to say all the house. Just the white people. Just the black people. Just the poor people. We're just the rich people. Just the Hispanics. No. It filled everybody. Hear me when I preach this to you right now. The church was not meant for a people group or a group of certain people. But the church was meant for everybody. Jesus died for everybody. Every nationality. Every creed. Every tongue. Every kindred. The Holy Ghost is for you and your children and all that are afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The Lord... The Holy Ghost is for everybody. And if you're in this room today, it doesn't matter if you're rich, white, poor, black, Asian. It doesn't matter what background you're from. It all that matters is that you have a soul and God came to save you from your sins. And if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, congratulations. Today can be your day. So, there they're sitting in the upper room. I need, uh, where's my man that like screamed at me earlier? Come here. We got the preacher voice. Thank you, Jesus. All right. What's your name? Bien. What was it? Bien. Bien? I like that name. It's very cool. Where are you from? You forgot? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, this place is, you're from Africa. Oh, so you paused there for a second. But you live in Cincinnati. Okay. Well, I, let me try that again. Where do you live? Cincinnati. Thank you. You paused again. You're not helping me here, bro. You didn't pause when I asked you to scream, but uh, come here, come here, Ben. This is a wonderful young man. All right, you got a loud voice, right? Uh, yeah. All right. I want you to picture this is the upper room, okay? Y'all right? This is the upper room. They're all sitting there in that cynical in the upper room. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. See, the thing is, is that we think that we can force something that wasn't meant to be there. Only the Spirit, only, we can only be moved by the Spirit. It's not something that you can do. We've got to be completely reliant upon Jesus Christ. But, you can, do me a favor. We need to move that ball, okay? But you're not allowed to touch it, or blow on it, or do anything. Do you think if you screamed at it, you could get it to... Try to scream at it. No, you can't touch it. Scream at it. See if you can. You can get a little closer. Try it again. Try it again. How much? You got any money? Not on you. 
You can be seated. Thank you. Let's give him a hand. Who's got, who's got some money? Anybody got a money, money you can give me? Anybody got two bucks? Give me two bucks. Y'all should have gave that in the offering anyway. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Just teasing. I'm just teasing. Just teasing. Just teasing. Please forgive me if his mom is here or something. Please. Just teasing. All right. This isn't much, but we're going we're gonna to go with it. How you doing, Paul? Good to see you. Hey, uh, I need you to move, and uh, I got two bucks if you do. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. I don't know. If there are any Star Wars fans, maybe I could use the Force. not going to move. Hear me. Because potential is only powerful unless it's moved upon. You've got to have an outside force that comes in and says, I got to move this thing. I got to make sure that somebody gets this thing. Hear me. It's no good just sitting there not moving. You're no good just sitting there not doing anything for God. You've got to be a producer. You've got to give. You've got to make sure that somebody hears about this thing. When you give to move the mission, when you witness and share the gospel with somebody, when you share your story with somebody, you're not just doing something to be a part of the kingdom, but you're moving the mission. You're moving the gospel. It's being moved. Come on, let's stand and clap our hands right now and give the Lord some praise in this house. Come on, I want you to give the Lord some real praise in this room right now. Come on, we got to move the mission. We got to make sure this goes to somebody that needs it. We got to make sure this thing is shared with somebody that needs it. We've got to move the mission. Y'all ready? Your church wasn't built by you. But it'll only continue through you. Your church, your local church was not built by you. You didn't give and sacrifice to build your church. But the only way it's going to continue is if you give and you sacrifice. Well, Pastor Anthony, I only got paid 50 bucks at my job this week. Give your tithes anyway, because you've got to get it in your heart now. I've got to make sure my church is still moving. I've got to make sure the kingdom still moves. I've got to make sure that it's not going to end with me. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. The church is always one generation away from extinction. If you give it up, it dies. you walk away from it it dies you know how many young people I've seen come through these rallies like this I've been preaching this rally for 10 years now coming to this room you know how many of you were in this how many people were in this room that are not even living for God anymore but you gotta make up in your mind today the church isn't gonna end with me 
As a matter of fact, it's not only not going to just end with me, but it's going to grow with me. It's going to get bigger with me. It's going to... the church wasn't meant to stay stagnant the church wasn't meant to stay where it's at but it's meant to grow and you gotta make sure that it's propagated you gotta make sure that you're giving you gotta make sure that you're investing you can see the disciples and those gathered there in the upper room the musicians and singers you can come behind me I can see the disciples there just gathered in one small humble beginnings for the church, the modern day church as we know it today. Those that obeyed the command of Christ were there, planted in an upper room like a seed, waiting for the comforter, waiting for the activation. One small room. Matter of fact, I bet you we've got pretty close to 120 in this room right now, maybe a little bit less, but I bet you we've got about 120 packed into a room small beginnings will produce large settings your youth group might be small now but it's not going to stay small forever your church might not be 7,000 members yet but it's not going to stay away from 7,000 come on I've come to preach to some people in this room that the mission has got to be mobilized and it's going to start with you and you can't wait for your mommy and daddy to get a hold of it you can't wait for your mommy and daddy to sacrifice but you got to do it now you got to invest now you've got to give now come on lift your hands all over this room right now come on I want you to begin to cry out to God come on if you're going to make up in your mind that this thing isn't going to be propagated by somebody else, but it's going to be started with you. If you're going to take up the mantle to build your church, to build the kingdom, I want you to come to this altar and find a place to pray. I want you to come and put your face in this altar and say, God! Could you do me a favor for the next few moments and just not pray for anybody else, but could you just get a hold of God for yourself for the next few moments? Those of you that have a guest here, I understand if you need to pray with them, that's perfectly fine. But I'm wondering, some of you apostolic young people that have grown up in this, I wonder if you could close your eyes for the next few moments and say, God, what are you calling me to? God, what are you calling me to? This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, Thanks for listening.